Halloween. Why do churches feel it's okay to celebrate this holiday? Welcome to TK's A Brigade, the AJ and TK show. I am your host, TK. Today, AJ and I sat down and discussed Halloween, discussed different things that I personally have experienced in my life, things that she's experienced, things that I have seen and heard, and the reality of what Halloween is really about. Now, for some of you, they probably will disagree or want to argue with me, and that's fine. I don't, uh, I don't argue about my foundational belief. That's not to say that I'm perfect. However, I will stipulate that the things that I did share in this episode are factual, and you can decide through spiritual discernment whether you believe it or not. I don't need for you to believe it because I experienced it. So we're going to dive into it today. For those that might have little children around, I would not recommend you letting them listen to this episode because I do get graphic about some things. So I would appreciate you just not letting your children hear this episode. But reality speaks. So we pray over this in the name of Jesus and we ask God that you give us the right things to approach as we move forward. So I hope you enjoy this episode in regards to the reality and the truth behind it. Let's dive in now here on TK's A-Brigade. So yeah, um, it's been a weird week. October is just relatively a weird month. Yeah. yeah. For who though? Like, cause some people I feel like they have, it's the best month of the year, <laughs> you know? I don't get it. I wish I could see that. Yeah. yeah. It's been a really rough month for my family and I too, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I graduated from college in 16. And that month, the the month of October in 2016, was probably the darkest, deepest month of all the tragedy, trauma, everything that I've gone through. Like that was like, uh, it was literally like living in an, in um like a closet for a month. Um, you know, I was raised in the church, and uh, I went to church seven days a week because okay. I went to school at church. And then Wednesday youth group, and then Saturday youth group, and then Sunday, ten hours a church on Sunday right <laughs> see I don't know about that back in the day we didn't go to church for an hour and 20 minutes and then we got kicked out oh no no we got to church at like eight in the morning and then we had lunch at church and then we had like the long-winded pastor decided to get up and talk some more so then we were there till two in the afternoon I don't know if you experienced that growing up but mm-hmm. that's why I like growing up in the Midwest that's what we went through thankfully praise God for uh, having um, the ability to have church the whole week <laughs> in your own home right instead of having to sit and listen to the long-winded pastor and you're like what are you talking about right like, where are we at yeah so <laughs> but I grew up in the church and you know what's crazy is uh I only knew church right I mean I knew what was going around like going on around me in the world but I didn't know really like I guess you could say I was sheltered mm-hmm but I really wasn't because, and this is where we're going to get to today, but I, but I want to say this for the month of October in 16, um, you know, I've got probably a half a dozen friends that have committed suicide. Wow. That month for me in 16 was the darkest, deepest, uh, spiritually like attacking Oh man, all month. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this much. Um, a lot of people say, well, you know, people that commit suicide, they just got to a point in their life where there's no hope. And there's nothing to to uh, to lean on hope wise, and I I understood that in that lens of perception that someone who does not know Jesus and doesn't know the hope in Jesus 
can easily say, you know what, you're right, I'm done. Because I looked through that lens and I could see the perception of somebody who's completely and utterly lost. And I remember sitting on my couch going, wow, yeah, I could see how somebody that doesn't have that spiritual understanding um, and the enemy just like literally beating on me. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, October is always a, a, a tough month for me. So I completely understand. Yeah. I know that lens you're talking about too, because yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't know that he's got your back, yeah. you just feel completely alone, yep. completely by yourself. And yep. Hope is non-existent. So, what else do they have? And, and then half the time, when they're, when you're so depressed like that, you feel like you're a burden to everyone, and you just keep thinking, "Oh, I'll be, they'll be better off without me." Yeah. And they don't even realize the damage that they're doing to the people that they leave behind. So, yeah, October, October is a rough month, yeah. and it's a very dark month. So you you were talking Ooh. about people thriving yeah. in the month of October. Oh yeah, and like I, I don't know where that comes from because I feel like just I don't know. I think all Christians like take a we take a big beating in the month of October because this is not our month. You know, this is spooky right. season or right. spooky month, and you know all your witchcraft is out and devil is running rampant <clears throat> around here right now. You know, and, uh, and there's boy. so much going on in the world right now. So I just think as a as a unit, you know, that our community Christians, we it's a it's a rough month. My my father is a my stepdad. And my mom, my dad's a pastor, um, and if it wasn't for God, I don't know where he would be. Uh, We lost my grandmother. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, last week. Condolences to your family. uh, We appreciate that. Yeah, but he, it was very traumatizing, like the the whole finding her and everything. So, but I'm, he's just, I'm astonished by him because he gets up, he goes to work, and he's like. And you can just tell that God is working through him. God has got his hand on him right now. You know, I don't even think he knows what's going on. But, you know, God is just like pushing him through life right now. So, yeah, it's a dark, it's a dark, dark month. Yeah. It's crazy that you say dark too, because people don't know this. Well, not everybody knows this. I know that there are people that know this. But um, the interesting caveat to Christmas or when Christmas happens in the time of year that it does because December, November, December, January, right? So it's moving through October and it, it progressively gets darker and then we have daylight savings time, <clears throat> excuse me, and then moving through November into the December, it's the darkest, um, like physically the darkest part of the year. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why when you hear Christians talk about Jesus being the light of the world is because he was born in that time. And so he came into the world at, at the darkest point, and he is the light of the world. So that's the reference to, to him being the light of the world. I mean, not the only, but that's a big, a big reference yeah. for that. Um, and it's interesting that October is the month that the enemy picked to be the month where things happen. And I don't care who you are listening to this. I don't, I, And you can argue with me. You can debate me. But this is what I know as a fact because I've lived it. See, people will say, well, that's just your opinion. No, no, it's a fact. (laughs) And what I say factual is that you can do the history on Halloween. You can go back in time. 
and you can look up the Druids and what the Druids use this holiday festive season for. Some people argue, oh, it's All Saints Day. No, it's not. Okay, no, it's not. There's nothing, there's nothing sanctified about what is going on. Now, I did say I wanted to talk about some crazy stuff going on in this month. I have been waiting for this conversation mm. for like weeks now. <laughs> so, I grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I grew up in front of a nun's college. Mm-hmm. So, my front yard. I mean, we had a front yard in the, in the street, but. When you look out my front window, all you saw was the mount. It's called Mount Mercy College. It's okay. a nun's college. I mean, it's a priest nun's college, I guess. I guess both go there now because, you know, they got to be inclusive, right? But growing up in the 80s, no, 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 no. It was all nuns, okay? Okay. Behind us was a giant uh, iron manufacturing company, like 20 acres. I mean, huge, right? And you, I mean, they made iron, things out of iron. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had that in front of us. You had that behind us. On the surface, just what it is, right? I grew up in this house. It was a single floor with a basement. So a ranch style with a basement. Okay. okay. About a year into living where I lived, uh, a family from South Camden, New Jersey moved to Iowa. Okay. The Mason family. Mm. Yeah, not the Manson family, people. The Mason family. <laughs> so you had the, the husband, Jonathan, the wife, Joanne, and then they had uh, two kids when they first moved in, and then they had another one as they were living there. So unbeknownst to me at the time of my youth, did I know this was going on? However, I found this out years later because my mom, shout out to my mom up in Scottsbluff, uh, she uh, felt that the season that I came into and the spiritual maturity that I was walking um, was able to share with me things that I didn't know as a child. Mm-hmm. So this man, Jonathan, um, was a practicing male witch. And he used to practice not not the Wiccan spells, but he practiced dark magic. I so he had an altar. Dark magic. Yeah, he practiced the occult. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the interesting part about that. So as a kid, I have always been, since I was four years old, I can remember, I I have a memory like an elephant. And some of my friends get mad at me because they're like, how do you remember that? I said, because that's just how good my memory is. Mm -hmm. I don't suppress things, whether they're good or bad. So (laughs) when I was a kid, um, I used to see things in the night and... I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't hallucinating. I wasn't huffing gas or anything. But I would see things as clear as you're sitting in this chair next to me. I would see spiritual beings in my home. Mm -hmm. And some of them were grotesque looking. Some of them were just like, what are you doing here? But I didn't understand the spiritual ramifications. However, in my teens, I started to encounter things in the spirit world. In the physical realm, though, things were happening in the spirit world realm around me in real time but they were happening in a physical manifestation does Mm -hmm. that make sense oh absolutely growing up we were never allowed to trick-or-treat we were never allowed to dress in costumes we were never allowed to go to school on halloween and i didn't understand these things my mom said you will understand these the time will come where god will will reveal the the truth of what this holiday is meant for what its purpose is for and why the occult and people that practice um, the dark arts and the practice those things, why they revel in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, there is an art, there is an author slash um, public figure influencer who is one of the most notorious Satanists in our current history. His name is Aleister Crowley. Have you ever heard of him? 
He, what book did he, did he write the, he's not the one that wrote the Devil's Bible. Or, no, that's that's Anton LaVey. Okay, okay. But I have heard of Lester before. He wrote something crazy. So a Lester Crowley actually wrote the book 777, okay, and the, and the sex magic. And that, we can get into all that. Um, we're going to have to because now gonna, I'm interested. So when you anybody that listens to like the secular music styles in like the 60s and 70s, especially like even in even Elvis Presley. But you go back and you like um, Ozzy Osbourne, the song uh, Mr. Crowley, that song mm-hmm. it's talking about Alistair Crowley. But Alistair Crowley was one of the most profound Satanists in our history, in of our course. current um, time frame. Um, but he wrote, he taught himself how to, to, to walk backwards and he wrote the sex magic book and he wrote the seven, 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 um, which the sevens in the way he wrote them and in Hebrew, those are actually sixes. Mm, of course they are. Um, but like Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, they were huge followers. Jim Morrison, um, Jimi Hendrix were all followers of Lester Crowley. Wow. Uh, Jay-Z is a big follower of Lester Crowley. Look, and that's a whole nother conspiracy we can talk into later. All day. Mm-hmm. However... I didn't understand these things when I was a kid. All I knew was that when when I saw ACDC or Kiss or whatever, and my mom said, "You can't listen to them. They're you know they're satanic music. You can't listen to you know these artists because they worship the devil, Bon Jovi, and all these things." And so all of that stuff you know tied into Halloween. What I didn't know at the time of my youth that I do now was that the reality of what the devil is is he's the father of lies. Jesus has said it himself. He's that the devil can't tell the truth because it's not his character. His character is to lie Mm -hmm. and deceive and manipulate and try and trick you. Steal, kill, and destroy. Every chance he gets. Chaos. All the time. God of mischief. So, growing up, didn't get to celebrate it, didn't understand it. Went through some spiritual things um, that I couldn't understand until I got older. So, I am... Ooh, yeah, 11, <laughs> 11 years old. Okay. And my parents used to call me trumpet ears because I would listen to conversations I shouldn't. <laughs> I would literally hang around the corner. And because I have a deficiency in my sight, my hearing, my taste, my touch, and my smell are all enhanced. Heightened. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I enjoyed in heightening my, my sound, <laughs> my <laughs> listening skills. And so... Oh boy, I don't think I've ever told this story to anybody that's outside of like a friend or so. So, but this is a true story, and you know, you can take it for whatever you want to take it for. I don't really care because, again, I know what I know, and I know what I've experienced in my life. And so, one day I'm over listening, uh, overhearing a conversation about a woman that uh, attended our church. Okay. I won't say names. However, I'm listening to this story, and the story goes. This woman who was being hidden in our church by our pastoral staff because she had a contract hit on her life by her parents' coven out oh, of Canada. No. Okay. So this is where for any any kids that are listening, you're gonna probably have to turn it off now because it's gonna get I'm gonna get a little graphic. But this is the reality, people, and this is what this is what the occult does, and this is why they use Halloween as a um, a time for um, the worship of the darkness. This is when they thrive. This is when the portals are opened. Mm-hmm. This is what CERN is doing in in Switzerland in right real now. time. In real time, on the campus of CERN, the European Organization for Nuclear Research, stands a statue of the Hindu god Shiva. 
the Cosmic Dancer and Destroyer of Worlds. It was a gift from India symbolizing Shiva's cosmic dance of creation and destruction. However, some people have expressed concern that the statue is a sign of occult activity at CERN. She was raised in the occult. She came up in, uh, in witchcraft. She didn't know anything else. Her parents were both part of the coven that she was um, raised in. When she became fertile, mm. she was impregnated um, at the spring solstice or near the spring solstice, so February, March, mm -hmm. um, by one of the male witches in the coven. Mm. The purpose for her um, impregnation was um, the maturity of the baby was right around they they would time it they would do a they would do a ritual where the spirits would tell them she needs to get pregnant at this full moon and she needs to get pregnant at this time so that the baby will be ready to be delivered by this time they would keep her incarcerated at the last three months of her pregnancy in basically a prison cell mm. and at 11:59 on the 30th of halloween they would start their ritual and the ritual would start where they would create, and I won't go deep into it because I'm not going to go into the, all the practices that they would do. But they would they would start their ritual, and they would lay her on a cement slab, and they would perform the ritual as they were delivering this baby. It's like something straight out of a movie. But is real. Mm-hmm. They would perform the ritual, and they would deliver the baby. They would lay the, the brand-new newborn on her belly, and then through the ritual... Um, Conjuring of, of demonic spirits and unclean spirits and that so everything crazy. that they would do, uh, they would proceed to dismember the child while it's alive. Oh my god! And eat the baby off of her stomach. The chills that I—it's like something out of a movie, but it's real and it's probably mm. <laughs> that's now, why they put it in a movie. Keep in mind, keep in mind, two things that I want to point out here. I'm overhearing this story. <laughs> At 11. At 11. I I'm bet not, your mind I'm is not blown. Watching, I'm not watching a movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. This isn't a movie. That, but you got to keep, keep this in mind, AJ, that this is why they put these things in movies is just to desensitize mm -hmm. you into believing that it's actually real or it's that it actually happens. It's just a movie. It's but just But in reality, they're showing you, hence the reason why the devil was the father of lies and mm -hmm. the trickery and all those things. Because when they jade you and desensitize you to those things, then you go, that's not real. It's just numb. You're numb to it. It's absolutely real. Mm -hmm. So she went through this torment for, I believe it was like seven years. Wow. Before she was able to escape. Well, she escaped and she, she found some people. And I don't, again, I'm not going to divulge names or anything like that. But she found some people. Um, she was hidden in our church. And there was, there was a contract hidden on her life because she has secrets. She has knowledge. Yeah, murder. she knows all of it. Right. They can't let her run around. Then that's how movies get made. Have mercy. <laughs> so this is 11. So fast forward. This is, and this, keep in mind, people, that on, on Halloween, the Druids, what they would do is trick or treat. Where, where the, uh, the, um, the origin of trick or treating was is that the Druids would come to your home and they would demand a sacrifice. Now, they would demand that sacrifice so that the evil spirits couldn't have the soul of the sacrifice. Mm. But you had to trick them into believing that you made the sacrifice. Trick or treat. Right. Or you had to give them something, i.e. a child of innocent blood. Now back to Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley wrote a book, Sex Magic. And what he, and I, 
and not that I, when I say this, that he believes this, it's, it's what the enemy gave him in the authority of his walk mm-hmm. in his Satanism and in his occult practice is that the innocence of children is energy. So the it's reason. It's like the fountain of youth. Exactly. Exactly what it is. Oh my God. Yeah. You know why, you know why pedophilia is so um, prevalent in young children, especially young boys? It's because they believe, right? And they believe when they when they have when they sodomize a young boy, oh my they God. receive that energy from them. Oh, y'all have got to be. Oh my! <laughs> but that's why. See, that's you know. Do you know that the Sound of Freedom movie? You know, you realize why it was so controversial is because the fact that Jeffrey Epstein's island was a myth or was just a quote unquote fictitious place. They proved that it was real in mm-hmm. that movie. They have actual footage. Have you seen the movie? I haven't seen the movie okay. yet. I took my daughter to it because I wanted her to understand why I'm so overprotective of her. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it wasn't as graphic as... It, you thought it was I was good, Right. I mean, I didn't want it to be graphic, but I'm just thankful that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is the reason why that movie is so controversial is because they actually had live, actual footage of the Epstein Island, of Pleasure Island. So... Lester Crowley, yeah, he created this this book, and he, he teaches people through his um, the art. He's dead now, but the, he through the art of of the occult. How it ties into Halloween is that this month allows the enemy um, more freedom to roam. So when Just you hear. Well, it opens up portals, which, again, people can say, you're just science fiction. No, no. Go read a book, people. See what they're doing over there in... uh, In CERN, Switzerland. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) And then tell me I'm just crazy. One of the most common theories about CERN is that the Large Hadron Collider is a portal to another dimension or a parallel universe. This theory is based on the fact that the LHC creates incredibly high-energy collisions, which could theoretically open up a wormhole or tear in the fabric of space-time. But that's the thing, AJ, is that that's what they want people to believe. Absolutely. That we're just off our rocker, making up stories, trying to create some shock value to get more listeners. And I promise you this, I I loathe Halloween. I, I Every aspect of it, I, I, I despise the idea that we are convinced that dressing our children up in costumes and taking them door to door um, to ask strangers for candy is is something as innocent as that because and this is another thing that ties into Halloween see the way that witches and warlocks the way that they operate um, where they gain power over you is they get you to ingest things okay so do you remember as a kid I don't know did you did you trick or treat when you were a kid we did and we, we, I grew up Christian as well. And I think, by the grace of God, this is why this worked the way that it worked. I don't believe my mom would have allowed us to trick or treat. But we were still living with my grandparents. So there's three families in one household. My aunt's got five kids. My uncle's got three kids. And then it's me and my brother with my mom. And, you know, like... Oh, it's a Brady Bunch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think my mom was like... She didn't because we we were already looked at kind of sideways in the beginning because we were the only Christians. Okay. You know, so when um, I remember there was a huge fight that my my grandma and my mom had gotten into because um, we weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter, we weren't allowed to watch Pokemon or Digimon 
or any of that stuff that had magic or anything. And like it, it caused a huge fight in my household when we were younger. So I think by the, so I know by the grace of God and like my mother being who she is, is the reason that we were maybe allowed to go with our family. But once we got older, it wasn't really appealing to my brother and I anyways. We just never have really, we've never really like enjoyed it, you know. Sure. I w- it was more, and then when I got to a certain age, it was more just of a party thing. We didn't trick or treat. We just right. went to like Halloween parties. Yep. Um, but, so we were allowed to trick or treat, but I don't think my mom would have let us if we weren't surrounded by our whole family so would you consider that more like kind of go along to get along aspect like not wanting to make it such a big deal that okay if there's 13 kids and the only two that aren't trick-or-treating are you and your brother per Mm se then you have to deal with ridicule or like fun of kind of thing and and that's not to say in a bad way but more importantly like you know okay it's it can't be that bad let's just right let's just kind of like include and involve right right I think that's where my mom was going with it was because she already was battling it with my grandma, my aunt, my aunt's husband at the time. My grandpa was just like, do whatever you want. But it was it was a big thing in our household. So I think my mom because she already doesn't like confrontation. Because my mom is the type of person, God going to handle it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You do whatever you want to, and I know what God's got for me. Sure. So I think it was more of, I don't want to make it a bigger thing than, you know, what they're, because they're going to blow it out of proportion. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that my mom is our mom. And she's, she, like, that. that's where it ends. But she just didn't want it to affect the relationship that we had with our cousins because we it was there was thirteen of us in one house. You it's know what a I mean? Lot. It was a lot. Eight of, ain't enough. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> so I think it was more of like a a protection thing for my brother and I um, because we were the ones that went to church every Sunday. Right. And then I think it was just the thing for my mom. Like I don't have the time to deal with you right now, and God's gonna get a hold of you later on, and by the grace of God, he got a hold of all of them Come later on. on. Come on. Um, but I think that's where my mom was with that was. And she's always been that way. And I think that was um, a thing for us. Like as we got older, my mom has always been like, I'm going to let you do what you feel. I'm going to let you know how I feel about it. Right. But I'm not going to tell you what you can and cannot do. You're going to figure it out on your own. Right. And um, good advice. Yeah. And and I used, it used to bother me so much. And now as I get older, I'm like I pulled a I, t- I told my son I pulled him a, a grams on him. I did something just like my mom would do. And I was like, oh, this is what she was trying to teach me this whole time. <laughs> I finally got it. It's only yeah. been 31 years, right? but I got it. So um, by the grace of the big man upstairs, my son does not like Halloween. He does not. He thinks it's weird. He thinks it's really weird that once a year we all dress up and put on costumes and try to pretend that we're something that we're not. Right. He thinks it's he's not a big fan. And so I never had to worry about that. Like, I don't have to worry about that. Um, He does have it a little bit harder over at his dad's house because his dad, um, he has two younger siblings. Okay. 
And it's all so, good there. Yeah. yeah, we're so numb to the fact that it's super cute to dress up your little ones like a little lamb. Right. And take them into, you know, a Halloween party or a Halloween parade and not realizing that the man with the scream mask on is like eyeballing your child right now. It's just, it's... It's a real, it's it's a really sticky situation. But my son is super smart, and so That's good. good. Sounds like he's got good discernment already. Uh, oh, absolutely. And speaking of discernment, yeah, I'm right there. I used to see things flying around the house all the time. I remember my mom had gotten sick one time. It was in October. Yeah. She had gotten sick, and she was super, super sick. We had just moved into a new house, and I kept seeing these, like, they looked like baseballs, but they were on fire. Yeah. And they had this weird face on them, yeah. and they were just flying all around my mom. I've and seen I, that. And I was, like, I came downstairs, and she was on the couch, and I remember it was, like, 12, 11 or 12 for me, too. And I was, like, Dad, you don't see that? Like, and he was like, what do you see? And I was like, you don't see these? And so then we called the pa- We called our pastors at the time. They came, um, you know, blessed our house, went, went around and uh, praying for her. And then I just remember looking up and these, uh, like the balls were like, it was like chaos. Like they were like, yeah. And and I just remember being like, open the window. And there wasn't, the window that was in my room didn't open at the time. So I opened the door and they just flew right out the door. So that reminds me of a story. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid. So I mean, like you guys can, you, the, people can say you're crazy and it's just in a movie, but there are people walking around here right now that can see things that nobody else can see, and the stuff that's happening right now, and like it's just always really bad in October. I see things that I wish I'd have never saw, and I remember at one point when I had gotten older. Um, and I started realizing it. And that's when you got to be careful what you ask for. And I was like, Lord, sure. I don't want this anymore. Right. And then that it was my discernment was out the window. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't yeah. I can't see what's coming anymore. Yeah. Um, I had to work my way back to get that one. And now I just I don't even I'm just like, OK, Lord, just get me through it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, just whatever it is, just get me through it. But yeah, there are, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. That nobody can see in the spiritual realm. It's gotten even worse, and it's because, and this is my opinion, my spiritual opinion, but my opinion nonetheless, just because it's subjective, um, we're getting closer to the the end end of age. Mm -hmm. We're getting closer to the return of the king. And the Bible says it, when you read about it, all the apostles, <clears throat> all uh, Peter and, and you know Paul and John and Mike, my, uh, Matthew and, and uh, not Mike, good grief, um, <laughs> but Matthew and Amos and uh, you know even the Old Testament they talk about it, but more importantly in the New Testament, um, how in the end times things will be more intensified. Mm-hmm. There'll be wars, rumors of wars. There'll be there'll be a manifestation of um, spirits that people are like, oh, that's just fictitious. Speaking of, and I want to go back to this really quick, um, and I'll make this quick. Um, one morning I woke up, I used to sneak up to my parents' bedroom because I couldn't sleep. I would stay awake for weeks at a time mm-hmm. because when I would go into a sleep realm, I would go into a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Now, again, people are like, oh, you're just over imagination. It's, it's just, just an just over, you know, blah, blah, insidious movie. No, that's no. very, very real. This is the 80s and 90s. Um, <laughs> So this was one of a few, but uh, I'll never forget this. I got up and I used to go upstairs and I, and I prior to going to bed um, at night during the day, I would plan 
my route up through the kitchen and into my parents' bedroom, and then I would plan how I was going to sneak in, in or next to their bed without them waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, this one particular morning, it was 1, uh, no, it was 12.07, 12.07, And I walked into the room, and there was this figure, and he was leaning over my dad. Next to my dad's bed, like his side of the bed, there was a, a window directly like parallel with him, and then there was a window that was above their head. And they were on the, I guess the main floor, but there we had a basement, so there was you know like a two-story with the basement. There. Right. And I thought it was my older brother, so I'm like looking, like, Troy, Troy, is that you? Because it was leaning over my dad, and it the figure turned and it was dark, and it had. Um, the best way to describe it is, uh, you know, in uh, Mario Brothers, you know, the little dudes that move around that have like the mask with no eyes. Mm. And I can still, but it, it had like a raccoon looking face, but it was like, it had no nose and it was probably maybe like four feet tall. But I was like, Troy, Troy, is that you? And it turned and looked, my, my older brother's name is Troy. It turned and looked at me and it, no expression. I'm giving you the expression because I was like, <laughs> and for those eyes that are listening, fell out yeah, your head. yeah. <laughs> And it turned around, and when it turned around, its tail popped up. It just had like a tail, and it fluttered, and it jumped through the window. Nothing is more scary than when you see something in the spiritual realm, and they know that you see oh, yeah. them. Oh, yeah. That is probably one of the most terrifying feelings oh, that I've ever Oh, the acknowledgement? Oh, yeah, because oh, you guys oh, have locked eye contact at oh, this yeah. point. And you're like... What are we about to do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> and you just start repeating scriptures. I start playing all kind of gospel music in my let's head. Let's go. Like, as I'm loud like, as okay, you can play come it. on. Let's go. Yeah. Like, but when you make eye contact, yes. probably one of the scariest feelings I've ever experienced. So when he popped up his tail, oh, he yeah. probably was like, oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Who, who are you? He sees oh, me. You, oh, you, you know the king? Because that's the thing. See, when, mm-hmm. you know, it, it talks about the sons of Siva um, in the in, in, in scripture. And the sons of Siva um, went out and they were trying to cast out demons um, in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there was some high-ranking spirits in these in different people that they were trying to cast out that said, I, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but I don't know you. And so they went back to Paul and Paul's like, because you, you speak with, well, you don't speak with the authority. Mm-hmm. See, when you speak with the authority of Jesus, it says that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, but it mm-hmm. says that demons will tremble. Mm-hmm. When you speak the name of Yeshua the King and you speak it with authority, knowing in full well, because I was terrified. I was petrified as a kid. Um, Halloween, the, the, the season of Halloween um, intensified at a thousand fold, but I was, I was petrified. I was gripped with terror and fear to the point where I would, like I said, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I would, I would stay awake at night. This is, this plays into my current, um, like daily role now of doing laundry and being so anal about my, about laundry, because when I would do laundry as a kid, I would do it for the purpose of the noise of the washing machine mm-hmm, and the dryer. To keep you awake. No, no, it would it would actually help me go to sleep because when there was no sound, then the, the then oh. the spirits would start to speak in audible voices. Gotcha. So gotcha. I would lay and I would cover my ears when I would sleep, and I would not lay on my back. I would lay on my stomach, which then caused severe um, migraine headaches because of the way that my neck would would lay. Yeah. That okay. it would create nodules under my the base of my skull, but I would cover my ears and it could be 150 degrees I didn't care but I would right I would cover myself but the thing was is when I would go to sleep 
I would enter into a spirit realm where I would see things in the spirit that were happening in real time that I didn't understand why. And when I would try to back out of that, of the dream, I, I would back out, but I would back out and I would wake up and I would be in uh, the moment and the spirits were those demonic spirits that, that tormented me as a kid were, were in the room and they were present. And like I said, Halloween was always that time where I would, I would dread even going down into the basement mm-hmm. because the enemy knew as a young kid, he mm-hmm. knew that he had me on lock for that, that season of my youth um, it, with fear. Because fear is a powerful, powerful um, dominion spirit. That 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 is a principality because that, that that will reign over nations. You know, you have these little, you know, like people don't think that that there's rankings in the spirit realm, but there are. Oh, because absolutely. when you read in the book of Daniel, it talks about the prince of Persia and how uh, the archangel, the archangel, archangel Michael took it took him 21 days to reach Daniel because he had to war against the prince of Persia, mm-hmm. which was a high ranking dominion principality people don't think that they think oh no you're again you're you watch too many movies you know what i don't watch horror movies because i have lived through real life horror enough horror to last you a lifetime and 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 when i say horror i mean you know like like grotesque like you know arms being cut off or you know that kind of thing no it's the it's the movies like omen Right, those, or the, the really scary one. Those yes. ones are the ones, the spiritually like, I can, driven ones. I can watch like, um, like relatively scary movies. Uh, like, uh, what was that one? The one where we were all scared to drive behind a truck with uh, oh, destination, like, yeah, uh, final, final destination. destination, yeah, like things like that. Right. I could watch that all day long. Right, but you start putting in any priests. You start adding any children. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You start messing with the Bible. Yep. You talk about an exorcist. Mm. Forget about it. I don't want to watch that because. Don't need to. Because I know that that's real. And while you guys are sitting up here like, oh my God, that was such a scary movie. I bet it's based on a true story somewhere. Oh, guaranteed it is. And <laughs> we that's just the don't thing. know about it. That's the thing, too, that, uh, you know, back because we're talking about Halloween, we're talking about the reality of Halloween and, and why. And the the premise of this is why why do Christians feel that by changing certain aspects, right? I'm going to get real for a second, okay? I've struggled in my life uh, as a male, right? I was born in, born again Christian. I was five years old, raised in the church. That doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. Have I struggled over the years looking at pornography? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I say that, I don't say that out of pride. I don't say that at, like at boasting is, oh, you know, I'm proud of doing that. No, no. You're saying, you're saying it as a true Christian. As a struggle. It, yeah. Because... I don't struggle with alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't struggle with gambling. I don't struggle with lying. You know, I struggle with is I struggle with, I, I've struggled with pornography. And the point I bring this up is this, as a Christian man, right? Me watching pornography so that I could pray for the actors in the movie. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Wait, wait a minute. Push pause for a second. And this is, I'm saying this to my own self. Why do I need, for one, why do I need to watch the act of that happening in real time or even, you know, on the phone or the computer or whatever for for me to say, okay, Lord Jesus, I lift up these two people that have recorded this who knows how long ago because it's not <laughs> happening right this moment. But why am I praying for these people um, while I watch them engage in it instead of just saying, Father, who do I pray for that's in the adult inter- in the entertainment industry and the, and the Holy Spirit gives me a name and I pray for that person, right? right? Why do I need to engage in watching them? Right. Why do Christians feel the need to engage in 
um, the uh, the act of trick or treating, the act of celebration of Halloween. Well, but we're not really celebrating Halloween. Well, then what are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? Do you realize that the candy? When when I was a kid, the one one of the biggest ways that and they they've got it so much easier now. But one of the biggest ways that that um, the occult would get it, uh, get a hold of your kids was when they would. Uh, on Halloween, they would hand out candy, right? And they would hand out candy that wasn't packaged by, you know, uh, Hershey or whatever, okay? They would inject those pieces of candy with different things like menstrual fluid, blood, <clears throat> semen, potions. And it just got even worse. I, What was it? They were, what? it was just a couple years ago where they were finding the razors. In oh, that candy? was when we were kids. When we were kids too. Yeah, yeah. They, like you, your kids are biting into this candy and cutting their mouths all up right. because there's razors in it. Right. Huh. And but, because because what would happen is those can those candies would get they would have an incantation and they would put a they would put a curse on that candy. And what that when the when the child ingested that candy, what that would do is it would trigger this in the spirit realm and it would give that person authority over that child. There was a there, there is a pastor. I think I sent him sent him some sent you some of his information. G. Craig Lewis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's adamantly against Halloween, and he does a lot of research on on things that he talks about, and that's why I love listening to him so much. But he was talking about a, a kid that he that he delivered that he prayed over and delivered. Who, when he was a baby, um, the nurses in the hospital um, took his blood and used it in a ritual sacrifice, or, or not a sacrifice, but a ritual. Mm-hmm. And what that did was it allowed him to have super. Um, like not natural powers, like but they called it supernatural powers. I guess I guess not like not like um, he's Spider Man, he's crawling on the walls or you know whatever like that. But he had he had special powers mm-hmm. in 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 the spirit realm that he could manifest in the physical. See, that's crazy. He had to be delivered from it. And the problem that I have with these churches who the trunk or treat, and I love this. That's with so Craig, crazy. Is he's like so you so it's okay to dress up your car, make your car look like uh, you know like Betty Boop or something, right? But it, you're still not doing that with your kids. Oh, but wait a minute, you still are. So now you're not only dressing up your kids, you're dressing up your car. And while you're out in the parking lot, check this. This is what I this is a vision I had 2 years ago. I was at a church. I was I was um I was going to a church. I won't say names again, but I was going to a church and they were um they were promoting a f- harvest festival. And it was heavy. It's been heavy on my heart since I was a kid. So every year I go, I get into it and I get into it with Christians and we have these debates and these arguments and I don't really argue because I don't really need to defend <laughs> myself. I don't, I, I don't defend myself. You already know what you... I've already experienced mm-hmm. it. But I, I so I, I asked God, I said, Father, give me an opportunity to go and sit with this pastor and share with him my experience and share with him why what you're doing is you are opening up so many doors for the enemy to go just waltz in mm-hmm. the vision that I saw. And I don't, I didn't even share this with the pastor, AJ, but the vision I saw of his church was as the, as the church body was on, cause uh, two years ago, Halloween was on Sunday. And what I saw happening was um, in real time, or I should say in a vision, what I saw happening was the body of the believers of the church, the, the premise of the, of the or the harvest fest was to reach out to the, the community. Okay. Invite everybody to come to church on Halloween and then talk about Jesus. Okay. Okay. So the other 364 days of the year is not as important. 
to get people to come to your church and listen. And now I'm not saying this about this pastor. I'm just simply saying because a lot of churches do this. Mm-hmm. But the vision that I saw was this. As the body of believers and the, the family of, of the church-going, regular church-going people are out in the parking lot handing out candy and, and, and judging costumes and having this harvest festival, I saw two witches young female witches walk into the front door because they were propped wide open because it's a party and they walked in and they walked into the foyer and as they started to walk closer to the sanctuary they started to recant or uh, recite an incantation of mm-hmm. a spiritual curse over this church and, and the nobody's church on their guard and there's because nobody else in there tra- they're right. passing out candy and looking at all the little kids stuff right. yeah nobody's on watch right and they walked into the sanctuary and they pre- and just they, took over they proceeded to to um cast their spell and the curse over mm. this church body and uh, i'm getting goosebumps it's just same. telling you this story same I didn't share this with the pastor because it was post. It happened, the, the vision happened after Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this to you as um, as my co-host. I, uh, I'm i not in judgment of anybody that does things in life. The Bible says to go to believers in correction and love. Say, hey, man, hey, right, you have four or five girls on the side, man, but you go to church on Sunday and you claim that you're you know, you following Christ, man. Well, you can't do that and live in sin, right? Right. In love, not in condemnation, not in judgment, but in love mm-hmm. and correction. And as we sharpen one another, as we edify one another, as, as we grow together as a body of believers, we come to one another in that correction and love and say, hey, man, does the word of God, does that line up with God's word, right? And I say this to myself, AJ, because I am far far from perfect i'm at the end of the line when it comes to any kind of perfection any kind of decision making um i make mistakes all the time Mm -hmm. because we're human right we're supposed to make mistakes aren't we (laughs) but i saw that vision and i'm going to tell and and i and i've kind of taken over this conversation today but i but i've got so many other things i could talk about but i just want to say that you know the, the church body in the current culture is so concerned about making sure that they... Fitting in. Say it again. You just want to fit in. Why? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to shut up for a few minutes. I want, I want your take because I've been talking a lot. Why do you think, AJ, that the current church culture here even in America, we won't even go outside of America, but why here in America is it so... Why is it so important for us to... Um, make ourselves attractive to the world especially when it comes to halloween see that's such a like a heavy question because right now in america it doesn't even just matter about halloween you know what i mean they're just trying agreed. to fit in where they can get in agreed at agreed. this point um but i think I think like how you're when you were talking about that church where the pastor did the harvest festival, I think some some of us are so worried about trying to get the numbers. Yeah. That you're missing the point. You know, like um so when we were my very first church when I was younger, Hop DC, shout out to Hop DC. Let's we, go. We uh, when it was Halloween she we didn't do a trunk or treat she would do like a lockdown in the church okay we would it would be 
all us kids, we would like have a sleepover at the church. We okay. played Bible games all night long. We would play, uh, we would watch movies all night long, like Christian movies, of course, things sure. of that sort. But like, um, it was never, I think that's the difference between back then and now. I think they're so worried about trying to save as many people as possible yeah. or trying to claim that they're saving as many people as possible that they are forgetting that you have to protect your community first. Let's go. And I think that's why we would do like the lockdowns because our pastor was big on protecting my members. Sure. You know what I mean? There's however many Sundays throughout the year you don't have to be, we don't have to open our doors to anybody today. right right especially especially at this this time right so i think that i think it's more of like a it's like a competition out there right now it's like oh if i can if i do a trunk or treat i had four thousand people come through and we sold out of 30 bags of candy and did you have a sermon did you speak about anything Come on. You just got all these people. You were trying to beat the church down the street that was doing a trunk or treat, and they only had 2,000 people come in. I don't think, I think we've lost, like, what the true, be, like, the true intentions between Halloween, like, behind Halloween. Right. Because we're so numb and normalized to dressing our little babies up in baby lambs and baby Simba. <laughs> little Noah's. And, and, yeah, and, like, we... I and that is also that's a very big spiritual thing that's going on right now too. It's like he is running rampant right now and he's got what is it, the the wool over your eyes? Oh yeah. He like and and it just keeps going further and further on a lot of our Christian communities. Oh yeah. And they're just I don't know. I I wish I had more of an answer other than like it's a competition right now. It's Everybody, everybody is thriving off money. So if you get these people to come in to this trunk or treat, and you got a tithes and offering bin at the end, oh boy, oh boy, and you got these people that came in here and got all this candy for their kids, and at the end you can leave a donation or leave a tip, and you got some money in your pocket, and you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything you were supposed to do anyways. Have mercy. It's a crazy world that we're living in right now. And, that, and you have to be careful about who your, like, your leaders are. Because some of these leaders aren't, you know, who they say they are. What is it? The Churchill song? Churchill? Church in uh, New York. Okay. It's a huge mega church. Okay. There's a there's a documentary on them. Okay, I think I've heard of it. I don't know exactly it's the inside of it. It's right? crazy okay. what he was doing. Okay. Like he he was out there cheating on his wife. Okay. Um and not only was he cheating on his wife, but it was with the nanny. Okay. So he the kept living, it in the house. Yeah, the yeah, living yeah. nanny. Okay. And was stealing these people's money and like there was some racist stuff going on inside the church and like but people like like Hillsong is still like a very big mega church. Oh, they Hillsong, have, like Hillsong United. Yes. Yeah. OK. There's okay. a document. Yes. He yes. was nuts. Oh, yes. And he had people in New York. He had people in. There's another church. Was, are, is that the one that was um, kind of mentoring Justin Bieber? Is that the one you're talking about? I think I don't know if he was 
mentoring Justin Bieber. Okay. But, but he was he a was, big, like a big time pastor. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can picture his he face. He did his wife and children yes. dirty. Yes. And he had like the biggest congregation on the East Coast for years. Right. Because because he drew him in with a false pretense of what mm-hmm. what what we as believers what we we as disciples and what we as uh, Christ followers are supposed to look like supposed to act. I, I wanted to ask a question um, for the families or the parents because I've got a lot of Christian families and parents that say, "What's the big deal about just dressing your kid up and letting them get some candy, but not?" We're not as celebrating what Halloween is. What? How would you respond to that in in, in a way that, I mean, in, I guess in AJ's way. Because you... even if you don't, it, just because you see everybody else getting candy right now, like at the end of the day, you might, oh, I'm just doing this because my kids, I don't want them to feel left out and I want them to get this experience. Okay, but while you're doing that, you're yeah. opening doors. Right. That you you can't understand why your kid is talking to you crazy. You can't understand why they're fighting at school. As the you spirit can't speaks, understand while you're doing yep. while you're finding your kid watching pornography right. or messing around with something that he's not supposed to. Right. They're not supposed to be messing around with because you. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a couple hours on on Halloween. Okay, at the end of the day, Halloween is the devil's holiday. This he wanted you to come outside. Right. Come on. So that he could catch you slipping. Come on. You put Love your that kid, term, by the way. Yes. When you put your kid in that outfit and you right. sent him out the door, he caught you slipping. Right. You open the door. How quickly do you think it takes? How long do you think it takes to take a seed of any vegetable? Plant, put it in the ground and cover it with dirt. How long does it take to do that? Uh, Three seconds? What, mm, if that. Okay. The reason I say that is because the seed's planted. So you plant a seed that it's just this. And that's the reason I brought up the pornography aspect of it was because it's, but I'm not watching pornography for the erotic aspect of it. I'm watching it so that I can pray for the way, what? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not dressing my kids up in costumes because right now at this very moment, and I say in that moment, uh, there is a group of, of male, female witches, warlocks, um, spiritual occultist that are preparing for the time change so that they can start their rituals. They are literally waiting outside on your corner. Waiting. As the as the friendly neighbor in in the friendly Kit Kat costume. Because if it was a scary, like, you know, half-eaten dead body, a little kid might be afraid, right? But if it's a big, giant Kit Kat, oh, look at Mr. Jones in the Kit Kat uniform. Mm-hmm. But who's Mr. Jones? Underneath the Kit Kat uniform. And the wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God. See, that, that's the thing is that, and again, I go back to the idea that I don't argue with people about it. I, I simply, my children know. I mean, my children still, you know, we still have questions and they still have, underst- they don't understand it completely, which, praise God for what I'm sharing with you about today, like what I've shared with you about today. I've not yet shared that with my kids, obviously not a lot of people. Um, but the reality is that we have to protect our kids. It's not just from spiritual things, because when your kid's walking down the street or walking across the street, I should say, and a car comes speeding down the street, 
naturally you want to protect them, right? Mm-hmm. That's almost like, well, duh, Trav. Like, of course you would want to protect them. Okay. Okay. So then, <laughs> so then why can't you do that on the 31st right. of, of October every and, year? Right. And why can't why can't you understand that when you're opening doors spiritually, that is the easiest way because it's not visual to most people. So when you open those spiritual doors, it might not affect them right then. However, like you said, and man, you spoke it you, as, as the Holy Spirit was speaking, because I believe that was the Holy Spirit speaking when you were saying that. Look, it just flew out of my right. mouth. Right. <laughs> that when you start to see your child acting a certain way and mm-hmm. they're starting to get into certain things and you're and you're allowing the enemy to come into your home and and uh, and run rampant. All he has to do is get an invitation. And you invited him by letting your kid go outside dressed as a lamb. Right. To go get some candy because that's what the rest of the world is but doing. But AJ, but AJ, but that that's not my intention. But that's what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. See, it doesn't <laughs> matter that that's Bible. not your intention. Exactly. Doesn't it matter. doesn't it at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you view Halloween. Right. Go pick up a book. Right. Go read and, the, and read the Bible. Read read how it read how, how it happens. Please, somebody look up how Halloween was started. Right. That in itself is very satanic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those costumes that they were putting those kids in back in the day. Right. Those are probably some of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, come on. And why, though? And you know you know the funny part? I I've, I've did some research on this, but the funny part was the scary costumes were supposed to uh, scare off this, the evil spirit. And that, look... <laughs> Birds, you've heard the coin phrase of of a feather feather flock together. Come on, I mean, if you, uh, we're gonna use a we're gonna use a scary clown to scare off the devil here. Like, uh, he's like, hey, what's up, bro? He's gonna give you knuckles. Come on, the dapper. Yeah, he's gonna give (laughs) you you a hug. Like, cool. You see them kids over there, the Noah and the Moses. Let's go over there and let's go get them because because mom and dad thinks it's okay because they're not actually celebrating what we're celebrating, but they don't realize that all they did was they gave us an invitation. Mm-hmm. They gave us an invitation to come um, unintentionally th- this because isn't... you wanted to fit in with the crowd. I want to point something out that people may, may or may not understand, and this is something that this is a little deeper. Okay, so this is something that um, I always tell people when I tell them this to uh, to review this, but review it in a way that um, you do it through a spiritual like un- like discernment and prayer. Look at the the dates and times of most missing kids, and you will see that it happens in the spring. And it happens towards the end of September, Halloween. Mm. Now, not every, I'm not saying every kid. So for those that want to be super, you know, like, <laughs> it's the, the, trap, you know, like the, the July. <laughs> it's no, semantics. right. No, what I'm saying is, is that I'm back to a Lester Crowley, back to that. And we are almost out of time for today. But um, the innocence of children, and this is why the enemy goes after your kids first, because mm-hmm. he as adults, we understand it. So we have a spiritual discernment. A lot of us do, even though we might not understand it. Like right away. Right. Some of us are closer. Like I'm very much to the surface when it comes to those things. When I say service, I mean I'm very like the physical. Mm-hmm. I'm smacking my couch. And then the spiritual within, the, it's the same realm. People, and I love my wife, she, she doesn't have that spiritual understanding like I do. Okay, so to her, it's like, oh, you know, Travis, no, like, like, I mean, she, she doesn't dis uh, dismiss it, but see, I, I can see things in the spirit realm in real time. Like, I can see it when, when uh, someone is walking around and there is a spiritual, um, they they live either they're possessed or they have some some type of demonic spirit that that is attached to them. I can mm-hmm. see that in them. Not every time, excuse me, but 
when you open the door to those things and you allow the enemy to come in and it, it could be the tiniest little opportunity, all you have to do is that. And that's why I use the idea of planting the seed. It, it's quick. But the thing is, is it might, and this is another thing, it might take years for that to that fr- to come to fruition, but they'll wait. See, they'll oh, wait. Oh, they, they're waiting for you to least expect it. Right. Okay? When right. you just out here living your best life. Yep. You you think you really got it going on, and then, oh, but we caught you slipping when you was 13 years old. Yep. We've been waiting on it. we just right. been sitting around on your shoulder yeah. waiting on you. It's been 30 go. years, yep. and you just can't understand. All of a sudden, this started, wait a minute, this started happening all of a sudden? No, it, it didn't happen no, all of a sudden. No, it's been It's building. been cultivating. Oh, yeah. It's been building. Oh, He's yeah. been just back there stirring waiting. the pot. Oh, yeah. Just waiting for it to tip over. Keep I in just, mind, people. She's she's yeah. She's I'm stirring, stirring the, the pot. pot. Yeah, okay. it's not a dance. She just you know. But you're right, and that's the mm-hmm. thing too. I think that um, Christians, people that, that believe that that Jesus is the Messiah, he's the King. They go to church. They follow the Bible. Know this, okay? The enemy does not care whether or not your kid is dressed up as a Bible character or as a clown or mm-hmm. as a fairy tale. What? Any opportunity that you give him to get into your house, whether it's through pornography, whether it's through excessive drinking, whether it's through uh, gambling or lying or whatever the whatever the the sinful nature that we as human beings, because I am guilty of it, I put my hands up right now. Um, that's why it, it says to be in, in, in Thessalonians. It says to pray always, mm-hmm. be always in prayer and supplication, because the devil is always trying to find an opportunity. Halloween is just one of those times where we as a culture and as a world say, hey, it's okay. Come on in. It's time to dress up. It's time to get candy. It's mm-hmm. time to have fun. And like you said it a few minutes ago, you know, the idea that you're, you know, your your group of family, you were kind of the, I don't want to say outcast, but you were the ones that like your mom and, you know, were like, no, I'm not doing this. But I should say, however, I don't want it to be more of a, drawn out argument or trying to explain it every year yeah. i'm gonna allow you to do it however what i love what you said uh, i mean you, a lot of things you say are very insightful one of the things you said that was really just impactful to me today was the fact that your mom said look i can tell you these things and i can express these things to you from my perspective however mm-hmm. it's gonna have to come down to you mm-hmm. understanding like this is what it is and then you're gonna have to either experience or understand it where you don't know why you're understanding it, but either way, it's going to have to come down to you being the, like you're in the first person. Yeah. Because your mom can tell you all day. I can tell my kids all day, hey, don't do this, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And they look at me and go, okay, dad, sure, anything. And then they experience it like, now I see I why it. you said that. Mm-hmm. I see why you were trying to keep me from that. I see now why I you, you didn't want me to go do that. And it's because that's the wisdom. And when they say that older people are, are, are wise, well, not all of them, but... You know, you get wisdom from, right, right. (laughs) But you get wisdom from age and that's because you experience those things. Mm -hmm. So, um, wait, before you, before we cut off. Okay. Okay. So the contract killer was out. Then what happened? Oh yeah. Finish that. (laughs) Make it quick. I know we're running out of time. This was a long episode. Um, well they hid this woman in our church for a while and then one day she was gone. Now. I don't say that in a in a way that I believe something negative happened to her. Y'all, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> I, I believe that God moved her again. Out. Mm-hmm. I will say this, okay, and I will say this 
from firsthand experience. The devil's real. I have experienced firsthand the, 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 the depth of darkness and spirituality. With that particular story, I have experienced other people throughout my life as I got into my 20s, into my 30s, that went through not that horrific of experience, but people that have been kidnapped and held by hostage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without being like against their free will, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, I've met people like, cause I did ministry in prison for 12 years. Okay. So I've met guys that will straight up, like we met this Mayan. He was a, Oh man, this guy was, <laughs> this guy, he comes into our meeting. So I know I'm off getting off your question, but as far as that person goes, she was there for a season, then she left. She was gone. But I believe the guy, God just moved her to a different place, and, and his hedge of protection is around her still. Mm-hmm. Um, I met this guy in prison. He was about 5'2". He was very wide. Not fat. It was weird. Like, wide. Like, just a very unique what individual. What is that, that long, the wingspan? No, like, just, like, almost, like, more flat. The reason I br- the reason I, I I make this point is because he had a Mayan tattoo on his chest and it took up these his entire chest and stomach and it mm-hmm. was the Mayan calendar, mm. and he practiced the occult through the Mayan spirits for years, and he had it all the way up his neck to his mouth. Mm. But he spoke. He came into our meeting and he said, "You know, I I practice dark magic and through the mind because you know you know you go over to Africa and you got uh, we talked about this um, like um, the African water spirit. Yeah. Okay. You go to India and the 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 different demonic spirits that operate over there. Like there's ten thousand uh, deities in India that mm. they worship. Right. Those are all false gods. Those are all demons. Right. You go into different parts of the world. They have different." They worship different entities, mm-hmm. but they're all demonic, right? So he was saying that he anything operated... Anything to keep your eye off the Lord. Anything that's not true is mm-hmm. false, right? And when I and I know that's a subjective way to look at it, but the point is, is that he comes into our meeting and he says, I practice this dark magic. I practice the occult for so many years. He said, and then one day I had an encounter with Jesus. And that sounds so Christianese. Right to to some people mm-hmm. because especially for me growing up in the church like oh you had an encounter with Jesus right and I'm not making I'm not speaking that lightly I'm not saying that in a very I'm saying that because when you grow up in the church and you hear the things that you know Christians say like you know this and that and this and that and then I won't go into it but the Christianese aspects but when he says I had an encounter with Jesus it hit me differently mm-hmm. because see he's having encounters with the darkness. And then the light shows up. It says in it says in the book of John, it says that um, God is light and there's no darkness in him. So darkness can't even get around him. The enemy has to have an appointment before he goes before God. See, this is the other thing that people don't understand is that even though he is the prince of the air and he has a rule and authority over the earth, he still has to go to God and get a, get permission to do things. And, and the proof is, people say, well, how do you have proof of that? Go read the book of Job. Go read the book of Jonah. Go, go read the Old Testament and... Constantly, Satan had to go before God and say, okay, can I do this? Can I do that? And, and God allows him to do those things, but only yeah. because it's for the purpose of God's glory and, mm-hmm. and, and that sovereignty. So, But this guy comes in. He says, I had an encounter with Jesus. And this guy gave his life fully and wholeheartedly to follow Christ. And the thing is, is that we can't be lukewarm. We can't allow our kids to go out one day of the year and celebrate something that the enemy is being celebrated by the ones that don't follow Jesus. 
We can't allow our kids to say, it's okay because it's not that big of a deal or it's okay because we're not really celebrating what they're celebrating. And the devil says, you know what? I don't need you to to convince yourself that you're, you are you're not celebrating you what they're celebrating because you know what? You just opened the door for me. You are. You are. And they, so. like, you guys, we also have to realize that Halloween is only once a year. Right. So they spend all, all year, year all year preparing for this oh, yeah. day. Oh, yeah. So that's why just, it's so there's so much going on this mm-hmm. month. Just pay attention. Know? I mean, look at the the rate of suicide in the month of October. It's always sky high. Oh yeah. Or the, the like I said that the the children that get abducted, it starts. You start seeing them, uh, and the age groups get, and it's typically girls um, with the abductions. But the ch- the boys, like the boys are are like the girl. Okay, when I say the, the typically girls, what I meant was um, the the age groups, the the age brackets are typically different. They're more teenage girls, mm-hmm. and then and then the boys, boys. are younger boys mm-hmm, and, and right and and so they they gather these young people and they they either sell them into sex slavery which is also a spiritual act it's a spiritual uh, ritual just like abortion is a spiritual it's a it's a it's a ritual when you read in the in the book of like Leviticus and Deuteronomy they would sacrifice their children to the, to God the Molech God and to uh, to Baal and they would it, that says that you, they would send them through the fire and and so modern day child sacrifice is abortion and 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 the and the occult will tell you that they'll say this is why we do this because they take the fe- pieces of fetus and they use them in their rituals they take the the uh what's the uh the stem cell the, the blood umbilical cord. yeah the the umbilical cord blood and they use that in rituals and they cast spells there is a there's an ex uh, satanic priest his name is John Ramirez have you ever heard of him got to look him up okay. he was a high ranking high ranking satanist priest and he talks about astral projection taking his spirit leaving his body and going out into neighborhoods and casting whole spells on neighborhoods oh my God. and he had regular conversations with, with with satan and he he is all over the internet right the bible says in, in the book of revelation and we do got to, to to wrap this up but it says that in the end times these things will happen and when you see these things you'll see the young the, the sons and daughters start to prophesy but you also see an increase in evil mm-hmm. and there'll be such a presence of evil it'll be such a uh, a prevalent thing and yet we as a society as a whole will say well that's normal that's just what it's supposed to be yep. and that's why discernment is so important with your children because your children are your next generation mm-hmm. and the, the next generation of the body their of Christ their generation their kids and their kids and their kids and it keeps going so you have to pray so before before would uh, would you lead us in prayer you want me to lead us Please? in the prayer? Would you? Absolutely. You know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. So if <laughs> if you feel like you're on the spot, forgive me. I I just I I've been talking so much, and I just thought maybe you might want to lead us in prayer. No, so. you're fine. Absolutely. Okay. Father God, we come to you today yes, saying Father. thank you for waking us up today and giving us the ability to be out, live out a new day, and be more like you, Father God. Yes, we Father. ask that this message touches everybody that needs to be touched yes, by Father. this message, Father God. We ask that. You reveal everything in layman's terms to them. Everything yes. that we are trying to teach them or talk to them about, we yes, ask Lord. that you use them in, uh, as a sponge and absorb all of this knowledge and make the, the correct changes they need to in order to survive what is coming in the end times, Father God. And we just ask that you place a hedge of protection over everybody yes, um, coming up this next Tuesday. 
Father, because uh, we know what holiday this is. Um, we just ask that you keep us all safe from any hurt, harm, or danger. Cover yes, us all with your blood. Father God, and we ask that you get, uh, help them get whatever is going on in the holy lands under control. Because oh, uh, if you wanted, if you thought we were lying about it being the end of times, the war popped off October 7th on the holy land. Father God, we just ask that you keep us safe. Yes, Lord. Keep us knowledgeable, Father God. Yes, Father. Keep us growing. In your mighty and holy name, we all pray. Amen. Amen. So be it. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. And I, I will say this um, as we as we finish right now. I will say this. Anything that I talked about today that um, wasn't personal experience, um, I encourage those to go and, and do the research and have the discernment of what you're researching mm-hmm. and test it. It says test all things, right? Test it against the Holy Spirit and pray. And for those that are believers, pray about it and let the, uh, allow the conviction of the Spirit to lead you into making decisions that protect your family. And it is okay if you wake up tomorrow and you're like, we're not going to celebrate Halloween. I don't know why we're not going to celebrate Halloween, (laughs) but it's just in in my, something in me says we're not going to do this. That's totally okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's totally okay. I completely agree. So those that, uh, that tune in and listen to the whole message, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we are going to dive into some interesting conspiracies that are not um, demon-based <laughs> next time. <laughs> I got some questions for AJ about some conspiracies that I've been um, researching. Mm. I'm not going to say anything right now because oh, I want her he to... always makes me wait. Uh, I, I want her to, uh, <laughs> to be anticipating, but... Uh, those that like it today, please go like and subscribe. You can find the podcast on every platform that's major platform, Spotify, Anchor, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple. It's on YouTube. It's actually on this new uh, radio outlet. So go find it. Go like it. Go subscribe. Share it on your page. Uh, talk trash to me. I don't care if you want to leave a, a, a comment that uh, you want to debate me or AJ or both of us. I'll bring it on because I would love some true <laughs> debate. So. Until next time, take it easy. Like I said, for those that listen to this episode today that would like to have a conversation about the topic, I would love for your feedback. I would love for your insight. Just know that I've experienced those things firsthand, and I have seen them in the real. So it's up to you to decide whether you are going to allow your children to celebrate this holiday and why you do that. Whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, either way, I mean, it's really up to you. I will not allow my children to do that, and I will protect them at every cost. That doesn't say that I'm perfect. That doesn't say that I don't make mistakes. That simply says that the things that I see and try to uh, protect my kids from, I will absolutely do. And that doesn't just mean Halloween. That means a lot of different things. There's a lot of things that are going on in our current culture that need to be... um, a hedge of protection around for our children. So you've been listening to TK's A Brigade. Like I said, you can find the podcast on every major platform. So please go like it and subscribe it. Next week, we're going to dive into uh, the Biggie and Tupac debacle. Um, And I say debacle simply because uh, there's so much controversy behind their deaths, uh, the conspiracies behind that. So I hope you enjoy. And until next time,